Making it in business isn't about spreadsheets, this or that. It's about guts, tenacity, and above all, street smarts. Join Sarah Shaw as she talks with successful entrepreneurs about all the hard-won lessons they've learned on the mean streets of the business world. If you've ever felt stuck, stifled, or even just scared to get out there and make your mark, you'll learn how even the most successful entrepreneurs overcame failure and found the power to move forward. So forget about learning about business in school, because all you need to make it big is a street smart MBA. And here's your host, Sarah Shaw. Sarah Shaw here with another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA, and today I'm talking with fashion designer Anna Lacat. So today, or in English, you can say Anna Lacat. So Anna grew up in the Ukraine in a family of entrepreneurs watching both her parents and her older brother run their own successful companies. So their passion, risk-taking, and treatment of their employees and customers fueled Anna's own entrepreneurial spirit. Of course. <laughs> so she left home at 17 and traveled through Asia, Europe, and the United States, starting her first company, which was a brand management agency at the young age of 21, while living in Shanghai. Anna later founded Streamline Alliance, which was a white glove manufacturing company for high quality products in China. Anna founded Le Lunis in 2012, and it's a fashion house that stands for stylish, sophisticated, and comfortable clothing, which with French aesthetics, <laughs> made from premium soft fabrics and sourced from bamboo, which is totally cool, and we'll learn more about that later. Maintaining full vertical integration of the company, design and fit are all engineered in Paris, while the garments are ethically made in the company-managed atelier in Shanghai. She's got four stores in the Bay Area, one in Chicago, and they continue to grow. I think they just opened a few more stores this week, which we can hear more about too. And Le Lunas offers apparel, lingerie, activewear, and accessories for both men and women. So welcome, Anna. I'm really glad you could join me today. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. I love everything you do, Sarah. Thank you, and I love your clothes. Marriage made in heaven. So I wanted to talk a little bit. You know, I know that you have a background in manufacturing, obviously, and you had your, um, you know, you started your company in Shanghai. So how did you actually get into fashion? Was your was your family in the fashion industry, or, or is that something that you just kind of tumbled into on your own? Well, so uh, I, uh, my love is always was, was always for manufacturing, for production of excellent products. Um, fashion just happened uh, because um, China has amazing artisan factories that produce for many high-end luxury brands all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, and and uh, it, I was surprised to find that out. I was surprised to see that uh, in China people make amazing products because that's not what we think about when we th- when we think manufacturing in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, in Streamline Alliance, we did help many major fashion brands to establish their supply chain uh, in China and produce great products. And then as I was uh, running this business and traveling all over the world uh, and meeting my customers, I became more and more frustrated with fashion choices that I had for myself, Um, being this uh, executive uh, traveling on planes and cars uh, all the time. I wanted something comfortable and sexy, elegant at the same time. I didn't want to worry about changing all the time and carrying tons of clothes, clothes with me. I wanted to have just few things in my uh, luggage that, that fit all that lifestyle, and I couldn't find it. Mm. 
Um, I also used to go to Paris all the time to shop because I love how French fashion um, finds that sass and, and expresses the sass and the elegance at the same time. So one can be sexy and elegant. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, so they figured it out in France how to not compromise between sass and elegance. How about we add comfort into that mix? Mm. And so that's how it started. Um, I also um, always believed that fashion is extremely important because it helps us express ourselves and helps us to connect with other people by showing to them who we are with, our, with how we dress. Mm-hmm. So I always uh, paid attention to how I dress and what I put on and what colors I wear and what silhouettes go best with well, my Of course, body. you're French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually, I want to correct that. So I'm actually not French. I am Ukrainian. I was born in Ukraine, and um, I married into France. <laughs> my husband is French. Got it. Um, but in Eastern Europe, uh, women most pay a lot of attention to how they dress as well. Yes, of course. Yes. And so, and, so, and obviously with all the traveling that you were doing, it, it makes total sense because you're not going to want to get on the airplane in some pajamas or sweatpants and then have to change, you know, to go to sleep on the plane and then have to change into, you know, something else. As soon, you know, before you land or something to run into an appointment. So totally makes sense, you know, looking at that. And so did you, like, obviously, in order to run your uh, manufacturing atelier that you had, um, the, you had to know something about manufacturing and how, how garments and things were put together or whatever it was that you were manufacturing for other companies. So is that kind of how you got your on-the-ground training to produce your own online or did you actually have to hire people or get some kind of training to be able to design your own stuff? Um, uh, The way I do everything is that I first go and learn about something myself to understand how everything works and then I go and I find people that are very passionate about that particular thing and I then hire them and then uh, excite them about the vision. So I've done it in, in Streamline Alliance in our manufacturing company, and I am doing now the same at, at Lilun. So at Lilun, we have uh, an amazing uh, um, top seamstress in Shanghai who runs our atelier, who is re- really good about uh, pr- production of uh, high-quality uh, garments. In mm-hmm. France, uh, uh, my business partner, Melanie Vialon, who runs our fr- French office, she is a, an amazing designer and pattern maker. Um, so I was uh, very lucky and uh, fortunate to meet her and to, to, that we, we became business partners. So Melanie actually is a graduate of Esmod School, which is one of the best fashion schools in the world. It was mm-hmm. started by uh, a tailor to the kings of France. And, wow. Uh, Yes, and it's, uh, it's really um, a school that takes pattern making to a new level. They believe that pattern making is an art and engin- an engineering art. Sure, so they're sure. Very, very, very strong, they have very strong uh, schooling of pattern making. And so Melanie actually is a graduate of both design department and pattern making department. So she's like kind of a doctor and a lawyer at the same time. Right, yeah, double <laughs> education. <laughs> and so... And so um, and then Melanie went ahead and hired amazing pattern makers in France uh, for us. 
And so that, that's how it is. I, I, I want to first understand how things work and what's important in each trade or in each skill for my, you know, yeah. so, so that I can find the right people and then find people that are completely obsessed about that. <laughs> I like your thinking style. So did, <laughs> did you, when you were kind of educating yourself, did you actually learn how to make patterns and go that far in your education, or did you just kind of learn sort of the general way that clothing got put together? A general way. A general yeah. way understood that patterns are very important. Yes. And it's, it was not obvious. From, uh, not, not everybody thinks that patterns are important. You know, uh, there, there are um, companies that, that copy a lot, that, uh, you know, that, 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 well, maybe not copy, but uh, um, use others as inspiration. Uh, what I understood that it's very important uh, to be unique and to uh, design something unique. Sure. And then pay a lot of attention to how patterns are done. Um, yeah. And uh, I understood that every every uh, millimeter or every inch matters in this. It's 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 a, yeah it's exactly not, <laughs> right because if one little one little millimeter is off, then the whole thing is goes askew. Absolutely, um, and so with, yeah, you know. we, we started with lingerie, where it's even more important. Yes, uh, everything has to be uh, perfect to fit. Right, correct. of course. Right, otherwise it's not covering your tush or it's poking you somewhere where it shouldn't be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and I, I love how you talked about how you were saying that pattern making is engineering, and, and it really is because it has to be so exact, and, um, and it really, it, it's a very detailed um, part of the, of the, process of making any kind of clothing item and definitely not something I ever I ever knew how to do. I used when I when I would had my handbag company, I actually used to make all of my designs out of construction paper and I don't know anything about making bags myself or or pattern making really and I would just kind of cut the pieces out and then tape them or staple them together and come up with the different designs and that that was that was my engineering and then I would just give it to my manufacturer and he kind of after a few years of us talking kind of figured out you know what my system was and he didn't have to ask so many questions anymore but he used to laugh at me when I'd come in with all my paper bags and I was like well I don't know how to draft a pattern so <laughs> you're gonna have to do it from this um, <laughs> so you know we right uh, you know desperation uh, forces us into ingenuity right um, so so when you, <laughs> when you were um, first getting started with the business itself, did you know anything really about running a fashion house or did you kind of learn it all by trial and error? You know, how, how did you get started with the whole process of, of the business part? You know, I mean, obviously you, you and Melanie were partners and she could do the designs or things like that for you, but how about the, running the actual company? So I started my first business very early on in China, right, right there, um, and that's where I really learned how to how to do business, how to be an entrepreneur. And as you mentioned in the in introduction, my parents were entrepreneurs, my uh, older brother was an entrepreneur, so I was always watching them, um, how they manage people, how they hire, how they interact with suppliers, with customers. And I mostly always had a passion for selling and for spending time with customers. And I mm. think that that's the main driving force for me, and that's where I learn everything. I spend 
most of the, my time with customers in the B2B business that I had in the past and now in, the, in our B2C business. I am in our stores most of the time. I'm getting inspiration from customers, and I'm learning from them. And the customers mm-hmm. are wonderful. Uh, they are going to share their opinion. People love telling uh, us <laughs> what they want and how they live and uh, how we can make their life better. Like now with retail stores, people come in and say, well, you know, I'm unhappy with the retail environment right now. I don't like uh, how I've been treated in that store and that store. And we ask them questions. Well, do tell. How, what do you want? What will make mm-hmm. you happy right now? And so that, that uh, instructs me how to structure business and, and who to recruit and, and how to do things. Um, so that, that and, and I've been always doing that from from the very beginning. Another thing is that uh, when um, when I started my first business, uh, I moved to China. Uh, I was uh, very fortunate to meet uh, a mentor, um, Chinese uh, man who became my first business partner, who taught me how to do business in China. And mm. um, like for example, one of the first uh, lessons he gave me was. Um, when you're at the negotiation table with uh, suppliers, uh, buyers, or customers, uh, the first person who speaks, who shows the excitement about what's going on, loses. Exactly. <laughs> I was taught that too. <laughs> so for somebody who's 20 years old, who is, you know, this little white girl from uh, Ukraine in China, right. Uh, and we were in manufacturing business, so everybody was a man, uh, right, like of course, 50, fifty to sixty year old, and mm-hmm. and I spoke already very fluent Chinese, but that's all I had for myself, and a lot of excitement and passion and confidence that I'm going to take over the world. That's all I had. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, plenty of that. Uh, and so he told me, just sit there and and breathe. Yeah. If you speak up, if you show how excited you are about be talking talking about this, that's the end of our of this conversation. We're going to right. get high prices. We're going to have horrible terms, and they're not going to take us seriously. And yeah. so I had to learn, and, and it was wonderful to have a mentor. And so, uh, and I saw that as long as I did things that he told me to do and followed his advice. Uh, they were uh, we were winning and we were getting yes. great uh, partnerships and and great deals and business was growing and so from there on I understood okay mentors are a must yeah there's people out there <laughs> who have done things and who you know who who have already made the mistakes and learned things just listen and just yes. calm down breathe and follow their direction and so. Yeah. Till now, that's how it is, and I, I keep looking for mentors, and I listen, and I ask questions, and I just, uh, it's humbling every time to realize, oh, no, other people know better, and, 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 mm-hmm. and just breathe and listen and, and follow. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that just because it's come up a lot with my clients recently, and they keep wanting to, to know not that they compete with each other because I don't have clients that have competing products, but they all are aspiring entrepreneurs and they are always saying, well, you know, am I your worst client? You know, am I, am I doing the right things? You know, and I, and you know, how, what do you, what do you consider someone to be, like, what do you think it takes to be successful? And I always say to them, the first thing that I think it takes to be successful is not being afraid to ask for help and that, 
you know, that exactly you have to learn from mentors, not be afraid to pick up the phone or call people. And that's how I got my first businesses going because I didn't know anything about making handbags. You know, I came from working in the film business and I didn't know how to make anything. And, you know, and it was just asking people constantly, you know, okay, you don't know that? you know someone who knows that? You know, and just kind of going, it was like a big game of telephone, you know, wanting to, to, to find out who could help you with the next step. And it's, so it's good to hear you confirm that and say that that's how you learned and still learn today, you know, by reaching out to people who know more about a certain topic than you do because there's so much to learn, especially now, you know, not the same as it was 15, 20 years ago and when business was so, when the world was so much smaller because we didn't have the internet and we didn't have the connections and the ease of communication that we have today. So it's very, so different. <laughs> Um, so when you started your, um, the lingerie portion of your company, how long was it before you guys started to introduce the clothing? I would say it, it took a year or so uh, until we got enough exposure to customers and customers started asking us for ready-to-wear. And I would say mm-hmm. that this was uh, probably the biggest mistake we made, that we, it took us too long to start uh, getting exposure to our customers. Just being mm. online an online business, uh, it meant that we didn't really see the customer. Uh, we didn't really right. you know, uh, have enough exposure. Because the minute we opened our first showroom and uh, started seeing many customers every day, that's when we really started understanding what we need to do and what the customers, what makes customers happy. Mm-hmm. And and do you when you're in the stores now, do people know that you're the Anna or do you just do you introduce yourself and tell them that you're Anna or do you just be one of the you know no, I, many I salespeople? I no, I don't. So for example, I'm uh, most Sundays I'm working at our Corte Madera store uh, at the village mm-hmm. of Corte Madera. I love that store. We're right next to Tesla and Apple between those two stores. Right, I know exactly nice where that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a nice spot, and there are wonderful people from Marine there, great customers. Uh, uh, so I am just there um, selling, interacting with customers. At some point, um, people do start asking questions. Uh, I, I, people start understanding that there is something more. I think I'm, I have, I'm so passionate sure. about our, our brand, and I, I, and I know so, so, you know, I tell them so many stories about the brand, and at some point, people into it and, and ask and then yeah. I tell them. But if they don't ask, you have to say. So. Uh, yeah. Know, because it's, it's great also to hear what they say about um, uh, when they do find out who I am, they, they share experiences that they had in the store before mm. and that, that's wonderful. To hear about our stylists, to hear what, you know, what they think about our window, merch, window merchandise and how we market, how it feels in the store. It's great. I learned so much. We we made many changes because of what customers said. We actually um, sure. recently had several customers who were upset when they found out who I am. They yelled at me, saying, "How uh, it's unacceptable that if I did not walk into the store and you, and I, I did not go into fitting room, I would not know how soft your fabrics are." So it's 
they were angry with us that we didn't do a better job communicating how soft our fabrics are outside, you know. They were like, interesting billboards, why you're not like advertising everywhere because I wouldn't know. And then I came in and now like my wardrobe, wardrobe changed, but it's unacceptable. <laughs> and so that, it was very interesting to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, we will think that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, that's amazing feedback, you know, because I think one of the hardest things to write and explain is how clothing, you know, how anything, like when you look at descriptions on websites, you know, sometimes it'll just have like three lines, you know, blue dress, or sometimes it doesn't even say the color, right? You know, dress, right. three-quarter three quarter sleeve, V-neck, and you're like, okay, well, my computer might not be the same color as your computer screen, right? And not everyone sees everything the same. And I think that some of the, the – I study a lot of website descriptions and product descriptions, and I think that, you know, what happens is most people write it for themselves, and they're so close to the product that they don't think about it from an outsider's point of view. And so they don't sometimes miss including things that are amazing selling points because you just intuitively know that that's how it is. So I think you're so lucky that you're able to go into the store, you know, and your own stores too, so that they're, you know, the people are there just to buy your product. It's not like you're standing on the floor at Bloomingdale, you know, Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom's and you have a small space and they're walking around and seeing other designers are coming up to you with, you know, somebody else's skirt, you know, and asking you a question, right. you know, so right. you have that added plus of being able to, um, to really concentrate, you know, and know that they're concentrated, I mean, on your products and being able to give you such useful information. That's really great. Right. Yeah. Um, and do you, tra you travel to other shops as well around oh, yes. the country? and? Oh yeah, all the time. Too. Right now, I'm talking to you from Chicago. We just opened Chicago store one week ago, and we had the uh, VIP party a couple of days ago. So, congratulations! Uh, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Chicago is a great market. People are so fashionable. They really care about yes. how they dress and how they feel. Uh, so it's uh, it's been very interesting to start interacting with them. So I had lots of fun. Sell, selling here and interacting with customers. And then, yeah, I go Great. to all our stores all the time, and then I go to Paris, and I also go to China um, at least once a quarter, if not more often. Uh, so lots of traveling for me. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, do you ever take your family with you? Your kid, I know you have children, small children. Yeah, I have three kids, actually. Um, and the the smallest one is one year old. So I uh, we actually travel a lot uh, with the family, and my husband also loves traveling. So I don't take my kids on on the business travel, um, but we do travel as a family. We have um, uh, my husband has a family house in um, south of France. Nice. So we go there every August with, with the whole family. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's also kite surfer, so we go to where the wind is. Yes, of course. Gotta gotta go where the where the wind is. So yes. do you do you guys also wholesale, or do you only sell online and in your own stores? We only sell online in our in and in our own stores. We do not wholesale. Got it. And and has it always been like that for you? Have you you've never sold your brand into other markets? 
We've actually tried first. Uh, the first idea was uh, to be online and sell for sale. We did not actually think about doing retail. Uh, uh, that was not part of the plan. We tried mm-hmm. wholesale. We we had a couple of show signed up with a couple of showrooms and went to a couple of markets. And what we understood was that, um, and, we, and we went to stores to, to that that were interested to carry us and to see how it works. And we realized that that's not the environment and that's not the um, the experience we want our customers to have. We wanted to control the experience. I'm mm-hmm. a complete control freak. Uh, that I <laughs> want to really <laughs> to, to know how the customer uh, sees the product first, uh, how he is intro- or she is introduced to the story, how the fitting room looks, how the lighting is, how the what music is playing, what smell is in in there. So it's really <laughs> yeah. I, I would love this to to be the comprehensive experience for the customer. Uh, another thing is that we never go on sale. We don't discount our products, so we uh, it, it's a very different way of looking at the, at the um, at the collection. And mm-hmm. so I realize we realize that it would be difficult to control that in wholesale uh, to make sure, sure that, that the products are, are never discounted. So it was uh, we, then we removed ourselves from that conversation and decided to go all the way and to control every part of our operation and, and customer's experience. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit more about that. So, so you guys, you never offer any promotions or sales or anything on your website or in your stores? So we don't go on sale. We don't discount our merchandise because it's the end of the season because that's uh-huh. not uh, how we develop products. Um, it's not based on seasons or based on trends that we develop products. We develop because we have a strong artistic direction. Uh, we have an idea or vision uh, behind our company is to combine something that, has, that is usually not combined. We want extreme comfort and French test in one garment. Right. Uh, and so um, that is uh, something that's timeless. It's not just winter or summer. We want that all year round. Got it. And we're using um, uh, fabric sourced out of bamboo uh, to, to execute that, that are extremely soft. Uh, the way we develop colors, so we, we decide which new colors come into the collection, is that um, our um, creative director, she actually goes to south of France uh, every summer. She takes her paint and she goes into the nature to get inspiration from nature, where she, she looks at flowers and trees and, you know, and, and birds, and then she mixes colors. Mm. To, you know, to find them in nature. And so that way we know that the, those colors will always go with, uh, with our skin, with everybody's skin, Got it. because they came from nature. Sure. And so uh, the way the, the colors are, are added is that every new color will go with the previous colors in the collection. So if you shop with us today and then you come back in two, three months, there's always going to be new colors that will go with that skirt that you bought. Right, I see. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at your site right now, and I see, I mean, I've looked at it many times, but I'm looking as you're talking about the color schemes, and mm-hmm. I can see what you mean. Right, and it's always going to be like that. So uh, people that shopped with us five years ago, it's going to, they, they, can, they, they keep coming back because there's continuity, uh, and we build on, uh, 
on on uh, in our wardrobe. It's the same with silhouettes uh, and with styles. That that it's uh, cohesive. It's always you know go, goes together. And so because yeah. it's timeless, uh, there is no need to discount it. So there is a, a high waisted rouge skirt that we brought uh, uh, three years ago. It's uh, it's still one of the best sellers. Um, and so we keep bringing it in other colors. But it's, it's the same style, it's the same design that that was still, you know, wonderful three years ago. There is, no, if it's a good cut and it's, if it's a very good style, it, there is no reason to say that in three years, all of a sudden, the price is half. Right. Got right. it. It's, it's, and it's and so price. you don't. So you guys don't do any promotions at you don't do you do any promotional like when you do you email your list a lot do you guys do a lot of email we do, marketing we do, we do um, not a lot we communicate to our list about one once a month so we talk about new mm-hmm. products that came in uh, events that are happening um, um, some wonderful um, yeah usually it's event based or or we tell stories about our customers. We have a blog where we tell stories about amazing customers that we meet. Um, so that it's it's more of a conversation than than promotion. Um, uh-huh. We also have a VIP club where we invite customers where they reach certain level of standing with us, a certain level of relationship. They become VIPs. We invite them in, and then we we do have uh, gifts that we offer. Uh, we do offer gifts on birthdays. So it's uh, it's more of uh, promotions with with gifting and and special relationships sure. other than a discounting because something ended. Or something right, got it. And it sounds like you're really built working hard to build the relationships with your customers. You know, which oh, yeah. is seems so few and far between these days, but so necessary. You know, I think this is it's kind of the whole. You know, like it's kind of based on the. Um, you know, kind of how Zappos built their customer base. It was all based on, you know, um, he says it's not based at all on selling shoes. It's actually all based on customer service. Oh, absolutely, Sarah. I have to say that uh, um, uh, last Sunday I was at our Corte Madera store and this, the customer was leaving uh, after ha- having purchased a lot uh, and was very happy. She said, guys, do you understand that you actually do not sell products here? You sell warmth, love, and attention. <laughs> and we were all so happy because that's what we I bet. that's what why we are in the business. That's why, you know, all the stylists that we hire, we hire them. We only hire people that like love other people. Yeah. It's not about we train them to be them to be amazing stylists and understand proportions and styles and colors and all that. But the first the number one priority when we recruit is uh are you really in love with other people? Are you so excited mm. to talk to another human being and, and, and discover the name of their dog and, and their grandchild and, you know, what school they are going to? Because the answer, if the answer is no, it's not that you shouldn't be in hospitality business. Right. Not a good, not a good fit for you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I really love that approach. I mean, and, and I love that you're, because you sell in your own stores and on your own website, you have that control with your customer service and the people, you know, that work with you. Um, not everybody has that, <laughs> that, that opportunity. So um, that's amazing. So I know that PR obviously plays a big role for every company. And, and how, how's, how's, the, how's PR... Um, affected you guys and, and how has it you know, improved? Because I know you have a lot of press and um, 
and how has that really helped you guys grow your brand? Um, well, it's, uh, yes, we have a lot of press, and it's wonderful uh, to have people coming into stores saying, I've read about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've heard about you from here or there. Uh, it's, um, it's easier to then interact and, start and focus on the story of the brand and uh, on the product than having somebody come in cold and sure. start from zero. So it's, it's really great because then we can go deeper with the customer right away. We can address their style and their lifestyle right away. We don't need to establish that oh, you know, we exist in the world first. That, that's great. And, and did, um, do you guys also, do you, ever, do you ever seed celebrities? Do you have celebrities that wear your products? Have you sent, do you send stuff to celebrities or dress anybody? Well, actually, we are only now starting, starting to do that. So uh, we haven't been intentionally doing it in the past. We, are, we do have um, uh, celebrities and famous people, uh, well, celebrities, right? <laughs> they are shopping with us, but because they're, they're just coming in into stores and buying, we are, not, uh, we, we are keeping their privacy. Sure. Um, so it's kind of it's a different angle, uh, especially in Marine, in our Corte Madera store. Um, we are in the area where there are many celebrities that live with their family. Sure. And so right. sometimes it's, it's, it's so... I, I would love to say, oh, did you know who just shopped with us? Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm in the store and I see that person coming in and I know, you know, and, and I just need to treat that person as a customer, as a regular customer. Sure. Instead of like, oh, I love your music. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your movie. Yeah. 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 yeah I know so it can it, be hard. It's very hard. And it's, uh, we just, um, yes, we are choosing that route uh, of, uh, um, well, we're just we're going to be there, the place where they can come and, and safe for them to come in, and uh, we encourage them to bring their families and to, you know we talk to them about their style and their lifestyle and, and help sure. them. Sure. Well, now that now that they're buying from you, maybe they'll show up in, you know, in some magazines right. wearing your clothes, which would be right. awesome PR. <laughs> right. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you'll have to keep an eye out for that. And then, and what about social media? Are you guys, do you guys use social media a lot? Is that important to you, especially because all your sales are in-house? So we are, um, we are doing, so, we are on Facebook. We are interacting with our customers. We're using Facebook more of like an interaction tool, or telling stories, uh, sharing uh, images of uh, what's going on at our events. It hasn't been great for conversion. So it's more mm-hmm. of, a, of a customer relationship building tool than anything else for us. Mm. So well, it, sounds like, it sounds like everything you guys do is about customer building, and that's right. what's actually working for you. You know what I mean? That's what's bringing people into the stores, getting them to be repeat customers, probably telling their friends, you know, buying it as gifts. And it, it seems like sort of the general, you know, value, you know, sort of your value system for the company is, is those relationships with your customers. Um, right. That's, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yes. And, you know, like uh, it was interesting yesterday in Chicago, there was this customer who came in. She was tra- traveling from Kentucky. And I've asked her why, how do, why you're coming in, what, what, what brings you here. She said that my friend shared uh, 
um, story about you on her Facebook because uh, mm-hmm. she was excited and she knew I was going to Chicago and I, and she asked me uh, to go check you uh, check you out and see if the fabric I did this soft and so it was all this word of mouth. Um, right, a friend of a friend. Right, exactly. And uh, she told me, she's like, you know, with Facebook, I would never come if I saw a sponsored ad from you. I'm kind Got of in because uh, my friend said, oh, wow, you're going to Chicago. You're so lucky you can go into their store. So that, that was interesting to see that uh, it's, uh, it's social media, but it's not paid advertising on social media. It's really uh, right. Grassroots. It's the actual. It's the it's right. the grassroots social part of social media. <laughs> it's the real purpose of why it was started. Exactly. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I I I always find, or I find personally too, that that the referrals that come through anywhere rather than the paid advertising are always much more powerful because people trust the people that they know, and you know, and they're they want to. They want, they want to try the things that their friends recommend before they try something, you know, that just popped up as an ad or, you know, where, where it's unfamiliar so that it, it, it brings them one or two steps closer to you, which is, which is so important in this big, big world. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so I just want to ask you a couple more questions and I'll let you get back to your store. So um, with juggling so many aspects of your business, I mean, obviously time management, plays a ginormous role in your life. Um, and so how, how do you handle all that and, you know, be a wife of super mom, you know, business owner, world traveler, you know, how, how do you handle all that? It's a lot of scheduling. And, you know, this is something that I had to learn and this is not part of my personality naturally. I actually hate scheduling. And uh, uh, to learn to love a calendar app, uh, my husband, he's also a serial entrepreneur, very successful. He runs a major business in Silicon Valley, travels all the time. So the exciting, and he's actually, he loves scheduling. So for him, <laughs> it's exciting. He said, when we have a date and we make sure we, we, we go on a date, so like once a week for sure, <laughs> he said, okay, before we, like, we start our dinner, can we do some scheduling? This is an exciting thing. <laughs> And like really, his eyes shiny, and he's like all oh, so excited. And like, oh, can we can we open our computers and do some scheduling? And yeah. for me, it's like such eternal. And uh, and so I had to learn because without scheduling, I would not see him. Sure. And I would be able to go and you know and and see my kids and to and I also dance. I'm a tango dancer, so I wouldn't cool. you know. And, and make sure I go out dancing because if I don't dance, my balance is broken. And I love, we live in the forest in Milwaukee. I love nature. If I don't go and connect with nature, I'm completely like I become not nice, you know, like I need yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. You don't want to know you. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's just like uh, I had to learn to look at my husband and his happy face when he looked at the calendar. And kind of like, okay, it's possible. It's reframing my brain like, oh, it can be exciting. Like, let's put exciting colors. And yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then, we'll put pink for our date night. Yeah. Exactly. And so what we do with him is that we schedule a year ahead, first of all, our all-out traveling. 
And so we like we have spent one day on on like major scheduling and discussion. Well, I have a trade. He has a trade show here, and I want to be at the Tango Festival there. And then we're going yeah. for vacation with kids here. So we scheduled the year ahead. And of course, it changes, but then at least we, we have some kind of a structure. Sure. Uh, and then every week we check in with each other and then and make and we help each other to make sure that uh, we get to do everything we love to do because otherwise the balance uh, is broken, right? So he needs yeah. to fight surf, I need to tango dance. Uh, with the kids, I have my parents who live with me. Uh, with you. <laughs> yes, and so that's amazing. Without my parents, I wouldn't be able to do any of this because sure. knowing that parents are there and the grandparents' love is there uh, with my kids all the time, um, and we have a nanny as well, so we have a lot of help uh, and, uh, and and you know great support system around us. And that's how I grew up in Ukraine. We don't do things alone. We always have sisters, brothers, grandparents, uh, aunts that are with us helping each other. So that's yeah. the only way and how to do things. Yeah, I I I, I um my kids were born in Los Angeles, and that's where I lived for 27 years, and I was divorced and a single mom and I was kind of, my sister lived there, but she was single and, you know, working and, you know, couldn't really help me that much. And I, I mm-hmm. ended up moving to Colorado when my kids were four, almost five. Um, and they're nine now. So we've been here about four and a half years because my brothers and their children and their wives all live here. And it was, I thought it was really important to be around family and, you know, we don't live together, but we live, you know, three and four blocks away from each other. And our kids, you know, they came over this morning for an impromptu breakfast at 7.15 because it's my brother's birthday tomorrow and they're going to be away. You know, so it's, it, it just makes your, it, I think it's so important to have family around. I didn't have family around growing up as a kid and we moved to California and so we were kind of all alone. Our family was on the East Coast and I just didn't want that for my kids. And I think your kids are so lucky, you know, that they've got their grandparents around them all the time and I'm sure a nanny that's amazing and a super yeah. nanny and yeah. loves them to death and um, you know and that they're surrounded by love all the time and people who care about them which again is totally in line with your business model and sounds like your whole life is all about that which just sounds so sweet. <laughs> I just think that um, I am confident because I was always surrounded by love and uh, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to become confident if you're not surrounded by love and people who support you and tell you you are amazing every second yes. as you're growing up, yes. then where, where do yeah. we get that confidence from? Exactly. Uh, so I want to give it to the kids. And, I, and you're right. I want to give it in fact to customers that come in. We surround them, them by love and say that they are all amazing and wonderful and beautiful. And that's something that yes. I learned in, a, in the United States that I didn't know before. Um, here, customers when they come in, they are sharing with us that, like this list of things that are imperfect about them. And it's, it's, sure, of it was very surprising <laughs> for me in the very beginning. Like, why are you at, let's focus on the good stuff. Like you have this and this and this that's amazing about you. Let's right. focus on that and let's find you outfits that are going to show those amazing things. And then nobody is going. Everybody is going to forget about imperfect things that you might have because we see all this beauty. And so I think that's what clothes is for. Uh, yeah, fashion is for that to to highlight the beautiful parts of us. 
Yes, um, I agree. And <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that it must be very hard. You know, it's hard being a salesperson in a store, you know, or even customer service or when you're in there because all these women, I was just thinking about that a few minutes ago, they all come in and, you know, my legs are fat, my, I don't like my rear end, my stomach sticks out, my hips are whatever, you know, my arms are fat, cover my arms, you know, and you have a turtleneck. And, you know, everyone, and I think it's that people do concentrate on the negative and sometimes can look at things that is a glass half empty instead of a glass half full. And, right. and so I think right. it's making that little switch, you know, to, to see right. life as the glass half full makes all the difference. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, but you know, Sarah, also another thing is that they say that uh, they come in after a long day of shopping and they say, well, I went here and here and here and nothing fits me. Something mm. is wrong with me because nothing fits me. And we right. always tell them that we are here to fit you. Your body is not, suppo- it's not up to your body to fit our clothes. It's up for our clothes to fit your body. Right? I like so that. Yeah. <laughs> And so if, something, if nothing in my store fits you, something is wrong with me, and I have to go back mm-hmm. uh, to the, you know, to, and, and, to the and drawing board, yeah. And fix it. Uh, you don't need to yeah. fix your body. It's, it's your body. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I have this girlfriend who is older than me, and she told me once, she's like, Anna, you are most beautiful today. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> As you grow older. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's, that's true. So let's celebrate what I am today because I'm going to only get, get older. <laughs> yes, and but so you'll probably is, get more beautiful as you get older. <laughs> wow, well, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, inside, yeah, but I mean, also, it's, it's, it's yeah. good to remember that, I think, and to celebrate who we are now and dress to yes. this, dress this body. Exactly. I totally agree. Well, so what's next for you guys? What's next for, for Le Lunas and, um, and what, what are you guys up to, if you can share? Uh, we are def- we're seeing that customers love our lingerie a lot. Uh, so we are going to be developing more French sexy lingerie that's comfortable. I think that uh, customers are ready to, here in the States, are ready to go more sexy and comfortable with a great fit. Um, they, there is a lot of frustration that we hear about. Uh, oh, I can't wait to take this bra off. Or I want sexy. Yeah. Uh, I want yeah. to flirt. Give me something to flirt in. So we we want we want to lean into that more. Um, right. And we want to open more stores. We would love to be in the East Coast. We would love to be in New York. Uh, we just opened in Hillsburg in Sonoma County, which was very mm-hmm. big success. We just opened doors last Saturday, and uh, we had the very, very full stores store. Great, and and, uh, and it's very interesting there. People are so relaxed and so happy, and they're celebrating and they're dating and they're in love. So uh, <laughs> we we're thinking <laughs> more of those kinds of locations. That I think will fit well with that kind of a feeling of uh, relaxed happiness. So yeah, that's growing great. Retail and growing our collection. That's great. Well, I can't wait to visit with you again in, you know, in, a, in six months or a year and see what's happening with your business. And I just wanted to let everyone know that Anna is generously offering 
a $50 gift certificate towards a purchase on her website or in the stores, and that information will be posted on the podcast page, and you can find that information there when you listen. So Anna, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I wish you the most success with all your new store openings, and not that it sounds like you need it, but always good to give it. And I look forward to chatting with you another time. Thank you so much for everything you're doing, Sarah. It's great what you created. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to A Street Smart MBA with Sarah Shaw. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episodes anytime, anywhere. And we'll see you on the next one.